0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. I'm Steve, filling in for Pete and Bessie this week, and I'm joined as always by Pixel Hey guys! This week we are going to be discussing the Nindies Showcase from Spring 2019. We've got a lot to cover, so let's just get straight into it. Before we get on to that, what have you been playing this week? I know there's been a game that you've been dying to talk about for months.
1: Yeah, Bad is U is so good. It's ridiculously fun. Um, if if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like a puzzler where you adjust the rules of the game to kind of get to your end goal, which is well, usually a flag, unless you adjust the rules to make it something else.
0: <laughs> so there are there are different rules you can adjust.
1: Well, yeah. So you've got things like um, you start off as a little white character who c- kind of looks like a hamster, and he's called Baba. And obviously, the rule set is Baba is you, so therefore, you're the playable character Baba but you can change that so you can push the word like wall or rock or crab and replace your name with that so then rock is you or crab is you or wall is you so you can actually become the like the massive walls that are kind of blocking your pathway and move as them and you can actually get to the flag as a giant wall (laughs) so you can as long as you get to the flag as
0: any object you've Like won the level
1: well no so you can adjust the rules so obviously flag is win is the next one and that's broken up into three parts flag which is the item is which you can't change and win which is the end goal win but you could change that to like crab is win or rock is win so if you can't get to the flag you can then adjust that rule so you can get to the crab and win instead
0: and presumably it starts off easy as, like, it's literally just moving to the flag and then gets... Yeah, the first one is...
1: the first Well, the first one, you can't actually just walk to the flag. The very first one, which is, like, the tutorial, is you have to become... I think it was a wall. You become the wall and get to the flag that way. And you... I, I've seen, like, a video of
0: it, and you, like, change the rules by moving, like, the blocks. Like, they look like color blocks with, like, a something is something,
1: right? Yeah, so there's usually rules that are made of three points and that's the item which could be you rock crab whatever is which is generally doesn't change and then the last item is you know the the kind of function it provides so you is the playable character win is win um i can't remember what the other examples are but um it's there's also an and as you get further into the game there's an and element so you could do like babra is you and wall so you're both you and the wall um, mm-hmm. So it does get quite complicated. And you can at points be controlling numerous characters to try and puzzle your way through this kind of <laughs> maze and get to the end goal, which may or may not be a flag. Um, <laughs> and similar levels like I've been stuck on for like good 10, 15 minutes. Like, I just don't get it. How do I do this? So it it, it is quite hard at points, um, but it is easy at the same time because it's one of those that you get stuck on just because you're completely ignorant to some okay, kind of yeah. combination which is actually really obvious to someone watching over your shoulder so i have my girlfriend she was like oh, i'll pass it here she did it in like two seconds i was like oh for god's sake
0: i think it could be like a good game to stream then like if you're on on a stream everyone's just in the chat shouting at you going
1: it's this is this yeah absolutely maybe we'll do that maybe we'll stream some bad at some point yeah i think that'd be a good one you
0: can check that out twitch.tv slash loot spots And you've also been working on another Pokemon video. So the last one you did with Pete was looking at the map from Sword and Shield, right? What was this new one about?
1: Yeah, so last time we did the map analysis, which was the illustration they provided us. We kind of looked at where all the gyms were. Um, So the video I just did last week, this week, I can't remember now. It's like two days ago.
0: I think it came out Monday, yeah. and because I remember you saying it's definitely going to be out in the afternoon, and it got to like seven p.m., and I was like, "Is seven p.m. technically oh, man, in I the really, afternoon?" I,
1: I really wish I hadn't <laughs> said that because I was like, "I don't have time to finish it." So what I did is the last, the very last scene, I was like, "And here's some logos, and you can look at them yourself," instead of actually <laughs> explaining what they were. <laughs> That's how I ended the video, but it worked quite well because it left a bit of mystery, and they weren't that yeah, important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did rush the ending and I wish I hadn't said that because it would have been so much better just to leave it for <laughs>
0: another day. So you've learned your lesson that next time and I, I thought you would have learned your lesson on the doc article that you don't promise that you're going to be writing something or doing something for a specific set time because everyone just will harangue you and ask again and again and again, where is the, where is the video? Where's the article? What's going on with it? Well, these times,
1: they take longer than I think they'll take. That's a problem because like <laughs> this one, I was recording a section and I was noticing something new in one of the frames while I was recording. I was like, oh my god, that's really important. Now I'm gonna have to reshuffle all of this and include that. Now I'll do all that and get to the end of the section ready to change scenes and I'd see something else. It's a complete nightmare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is how like game Explains review of the Mario Make Mario Maker 2 video came up to be like an hour and a half long i expect they probably went in there having seen like two or three items and then they kept going oh there's another thing oh there's another thing and it just progressively gets longer and longer
1: yeah most likely um so yeah actually what it was about as soon as that's what you asked me um it's about the signs and symbols in the trailer and kind of what they mean where they are kind of hidden ones and how they kind of tie into the gameplay and stuff so if you haven't checked it out i'd definitely recommend it
0: and where can they find that
1: uh, it's on YouTube, but we'll put a link in the description or in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, and you can go check it out yourself.
0: Awesome. I've been playing a couple of games this week, both beginning with Star, which uh, which was just completely unintentional. The first one was, is the, uh, the first NES game they've released on the NES Classics for the Switch online service that I've actually really enjoyed, and I've never played it. It's one of the games I've always wanted to play, called Star Tropics, and it's this bizarre game, which is sort of a bit Zelda, and you play as this this kid called Mike Jones. He's a star pitcher, apparently, a baseball guy who goes who's been invited by his uncle, Doctor Jones, who's basically an archaeologist, and is clearly based on Indiana Jones.
1: It's not based on the, um, that band that did a song called Dr. Every, Jones. Every single time it comes up, that's what
0: pops into my head.
1: Dr. Jones, yeah. Jones. <laughs> that was probably a copyright strike
0: right there. Um, But yeah, you your uncle got kidnapped before, before you got there. So you're trying to rescue your uncle and you're going through dungeons and defeating monsters and stuff. The weapon you've got is a yo-yo and you sort of throw your yo-yo at someone and then it comes back to you. But it's it's a very interesting game. It's got quite a cool story. You have this submarine that you drive around some places, and you have to figure out how to get into certain areas of the dungeon and stuff.
1: And who owns that submarine? His uncle,
0: I think. Oh, okay. But I, I remember you it.
1: saying this because we I think we covered this game briefly in one of those out this week sections.
0: Yeah, most likely when it came to Switch Online.
1: So I de- I definitely remember there being a baseball theme and a submarine that's definitely a game we talked about before
0: and it sounds bizarre but it's a it it is a really good game it really works i've just got to the point in the game where you need a code to progress and in order to get the code you needed a mat a man the instruction manual now on the wii u version of this game it had the instruction manual in the menu and you could like view the instructions and it would show you what the message was because basically there's a letter from your uncle in the instruction manual okay and um, you're meant to do something with it. I think like you put it in water and then it displayed the message. It was like a really cool interactive thing. That you awesome. would do. But the switch online version doesn't have an instruction manual. And there was no way to find out what this number was. So I just had to go on Google and figure out what the hell to do. And it was just like, yeah, it doesn't. There was like a Kotaku piece on. Yeah, Nintendo completely forgot that you can't finish this game unless you have the instruction manual. Well,
1: you just put your Switch in a, in a bucket of water and the code reveals itself. Oh, yeah, itself. That's,
0: that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, thanks. I'm not going to give that a go. But I've been playing this entirely with um, a friend of mine in America and we've been playing two player o- online. And it works really well. Basically, when it gets really difficult, I pass it over to my friend. And he, can, <laughs> he can do the whole the boss bits, and then I take back over when it's easy. But it's quite cool, because like, we see different things. I'm like, oh, I think that looks like a hidden area, or... Like I might be better at jumping than him and he's better at like attacking people. So it's quite cool. And it reminds me of like what you would have done as a kid that like you would have just like I would have played this game with my brother and we would have handed the controller back and forth to each other. or I like grabbed off him when he was like terrible at it and <laughs> like taking control. So that's quite it's, it's been quite fun to, to kind of replicate that. I'm guessing this isn't a game you've played before.
1: I've never heard of it before, apart from that time you mentioned it in the, I think it was last week or maybe the week before in the podcast, but it does sound interesting.
0: I highly recommend it.
1: You did say that you were playing another game that started with Star. Yeah, I've been playing
0: more Stardew Valley. So I've kind of got back into that because I, I've i started playing the multiplayer of Stardew Oh, Valley. of course, that's out now. So it came out a while back, but I never got the chance to play it. So I, I I've just recently started playing the multiplayer and it's really, really good. You can either build a cabin on your existing farm and invite a friend to join. Or you can start a fresh new farm. So me and a friend have just started a fresh new farm. I think you can have up to three other people come and live on your farm and help you farm. But it it changes the dynamic of the game completely. You've got a shared pot of cash So we were arguing over like whether we want to buy the backpack in order to increase our inventory storage or whether we should invest that money in seeds and i'm really into fishing in the game so i wanted to upgrade my fishing rod but he really wanted to get like a new pickaxe because he likes going down the mine so it's like (laughs) we have to decide what we want to spend our cash on but this also makes it easier in places because we can split the watering of the plants in the morning and we can split the kind of tending to the chickens Uh, and we can all go off and do our our own different things so like if he really wants to go down the mine because he wants to progress to like level 20 in order to get the achievement i can say so right i'll take over the watering of the plants today you go down and do that and then vice versa if i want to go fishing and and kind of progress my fishing level
1: so if you buy an item so say you buy a backpack for instance Mm -hmm. does everybody get that does it cost like only one person gets it. Only one person gets oh. it. The person that
0: buys it. And we found this out <laughs> by accident. He went and spent 2,000 gold on the backpack. We'd saved up and went and went to get it. And I didn't get it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you've just bought that and I now have to spend another two grand in order to get the backpack? I was absolutely livid.
1: That's brutal. That's so, so bad. It,
0: yeah, it's, it's a shared pot of cash, but it's per uh, the items of per person. Like... You each get your own individual set of tools. You can put items in a chest, and that's how you can kind of swap with people. And you can also give your friend items in order to increase your friendship level. So I don't know if you've played Stardew Valley before. I've played a little. So certain people in the village, like I usually go after Shane as my husband, and he really likes pizza. So if I give him pizza, I can give him pizza twice a week and he'll get like a he'll like me more and more and it's a friend and then we're eventually... still talking
1: about Stardew Valley here.
0: We are we are, yeah. <laughs>
1: um or
0: like Marnie, she really likes diamonds. So if you give her a diamond, which is one of the most expensive items in the game, she'll like you more and more and then eventually might choose to marry you. Um you can do that with your friend as well. So if you and say your girlfriend wanted to play multiplayer co op, you could like have, have uh, move on to your farm and you can move on to her farm and then eventually you can get married live in the same house have a kid together you can basically live out your entire life through stardew valley if you wanted to
1: that's pretty cool but i, I don't think i'll be doing that <laughs> <laughs> is it is it one of those games where it's only like men and women that can get married or can you like no, marry no, yeah, another you can... man or...
0: you can marry another man and a woman can marry another woman they really don't care and you can get divorced and the divorce is really broad have you ever seen the film eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yes Basically, it wipes your memory. You, you have to get to know the person again entirely. And your friendship level goes back down to zero. It's like you never knew the person. And they're like, oh, hi, you must be the new farmer that's moved into the village. And it's like, hang on a second, I was married to you yesterday.
1: So they're I just... wonder if you started a game together and then you got divorced, whether they'd split that part in half for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: but it's, it's really good. I recommend it if you're into Stardew Valley. I wish this was out ages ago. Like Me and my boyfriend really got into it in like 2015 when we were playing it on our computers. And we would basically play together, but we would be on separate computers and separate farms. And we'd be like, yeah, look, I've just built a chicken coop. Ha, ha, you haven't got that yet. Oh, look at me. I've just <laughs> put some sprinklers down. You haven't got those yet. It would have been cool to do that together. So I, I, I really recommend it. If you like Villa, you haven't given the multiplayer a go, give it a go on Switch. It works really, really well.
1: Sounds really cool. I remember playing Don't Starve with my girlfriend, and like obviously that's a survival game, but you're working together to build stuff, and I can remember how frustrating it is at times (laughs) when you don't agree on stuff.
0: Yeah, it's infuriating. It's almost as bad as going to Ikea. (laughs) I hate Ikea so (laughs) much. Yeah, me too. Oh god, it's the worst. Uh, But before we get on to the Nindies news, which is, there's some big stories in there, I wanted to just touch on one other news item that came out this week, which was... Hollow Knight is finally getting a physical release from Fangamer. So we had kind of that false start before where it was meant to be um, released as a physical version. Then that kind of just got canceled. So the last release was meant to be done by SkyBand Games, but for some reason, kind of that deal fell through. So now we finally got a physical release, both as a standard edition, which comes with a map and instruction manual. So you get a map of Hollow Nest, which could prove to be quite useful, to be honest, Mm -hmm. and a collector's edition which comes with all sorts of goodies what did you make of this
1: i, I bought it so i think it gets a thumbs up from me um i no. did go for the standard edition though i just i can't be dealing with all the clutter that you get in special editions i'm, I'm not <laughs> going to wear a hollow knight brooch am i let's be honest do you get the
0: cleaning cloth like with the standard edition as well or is that just with the collector's edition
1: i don't know i've got about 10 of them under my sink though so i'm not too fussed oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the look of it with the with the
0: artwork of the Hollow Knight characters and stuff. I thought that was quite cool. Uh,
1: just having a look, I I don't think you do. I think it's the map and the manual is what you get in the standard edition, and obviously the game as well.
0: I, I've got to say, I wasn't a massive fan of the collector's edition with the brooch with the the knight on. It wasn't really to my taste. I'm sure other people will kind of disagree and will definitely go for the collector's edition. But I I'm I'm undecided if I'm going to pick this up yet. I really like Hollow Knight. Uh, I haven't finished it. I don't love it as much as, as you do. Um, I don't think it's going to be one that I go, yeah, I really want to collector's edition and pay God knows how much in customs fees when it comes through the post.
1: Yeah, I'm yet to face that one. Because I could have prepaid it, but that made the game really expensive and you had to do it via like, UPS, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so I went, yeah, let's go with a cheapy option and you know roll the dice on how much Royal Mail are going to sting me for. How much were the customs fees
0: on the website?
1: Oh. <sighs> can't remember now um it nearly nearly doubled the price is what i remember that's and
0: always the problem when i go oh limited run's got a thing of a game i really want and then you go to the checkout and you're just like nah it's this it's like
1: double the price well the thing is in theory the import fees should be 20 percent if you're shipping from like the us to the uk but if you it always seems to be the case if you go for the prepaid customs tax then you have to pay for premium shipping as well. If that wasn't the case, then I'd probably pay it up front. But seeing as they, you know, there must be another like $15 on there to pay for UPS to deliver. Yeah. So that's what pissed me off.
0: Well, I ordered the Ace Attorney collection that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago through Amazon Japan and I prepaid it on there and it came via DHL and it came within four days, which was insane. And I think it was only an extra seven pounds. It made it like the same price as a normal physical copy. I think it cost me thirty nine pounds here. I was I was fine with that. It cost me ten pounds more than if I'd bought the digital version. But I was just like, yeah, but now I've got a physical cartridge. It's really cool. It's like a another thing for my collection.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I'm not sure what it is with a lot of these. If you're based in the US and it's you know or Canada, it's probably no problem. Oh, I think Canada Canada gets stung for tax as well. But um, when you're importing from like the US to Europe. The shipping options plus the, income, the import tax just seems to like absolutely destroy the price. It's really annoying. And like like you said, Amazon Japan can do it for like seven quid. So. Yeah, it's a shame. There must be a way to do it without doubling the price, nearly.
0: Well, speaking of Hollow Knight, I know you wrote another article uh, about some of the upcoming characters from the Hollow Knight sequel Silk Song. What did you kind of make of those?
1: Yeah, so it's... Obviously, we don't know when Silk Song's coming out yet, and I'm extremely hyped for this. Um, but it's nice that they're kind of... It's only been a month since they said, you know, Silk Song exists. It's not DLC, it's a new game. And they're already kind of feeding us characters. They gave us a character artwork, and they gave us little bios of the characters, which give you a bit more insight into what's going on in the game. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool. And if they keep doing this, I think... The hype for Silk Song is going to build up month by month and month until it gets to the point where, you know, everyone's really, really, really just like, give us a date, give us a date. <laughs> um, and I'm at that point already. So,
0: it, I mean, I think the hype was already at a high level because of how good Hollow Knight is, and people have the, those high expectations and they want to players horn it and go through the game uh yeah i mean I, the artwork looks very similar to kind of the same visual style you would expect from hollow knight it looks quite cool I li- like you said I, I like that they've they've done something for the fans already like we haven't really had much more information other than the original trailer and the original reveal i wonder when it's it's gonna be coming out i could kind of see this as like a surprise drop at e3
1: i think that's too early to be honest it really depends on how far they are through their development And they haven't really said how far they are through really. They've said, oh, you know, we can't give you a date yet. So, you know, that could mean either we don't know how long it's going to take to polish up and finally finish, or that might be, we don't know how long it's going to take just to develop the rest of the game. You know, they could be halfway through, they could be towards the end, but trying to make sure everything's perfect. They might be trying to, you know, release on switch and PC at the same time. And there's some kind of barrier to entry there, making sure yeah. they get them both out at the same time. So I think it's either going to be a late 2019 or 2020. If it comes out earlier, I would be extremely happy.
0: 2020 is a long time, like a long lead time from announcement to... Because they announced it on like Fe- February 14th, right? That was like Valentine's Day reveal.
1: Yeah, but you've got to remember it's three people. Team Cherry is three people. It's okay. not like a big studio. It's literally three people that have made Hollow Knight, and I don't think they've got any more people on board to make the sequel, so...
0: Wow, okay. And this is a complete brand-new game. It's not set in Hallowness. It's none, it's none of the same kind of characters well, and things. Um,
1: they've been a bit secretive on it. Like, they've clearly said there is a new kingdom that you're going to visit, and they said that on the website and stuff, and in this catchable character update, they said that these characters, um, they're all kind of based in this kingdom... But and we know there's a new kind of levels and new areas to explore and a new kingdom to explore. But they've also said that you might be revisiting some of the areas from the last game. Okay. And um, but basically the premise is Hornet's been captured and taken off to a new kingdom. So you can expect the majority of the game to be brand new areas, new levels, and obviously new characters, as we can see here.
0: Interesting. we'll, we'll keep a keep an eye out for that. Okay, so here we are at the main highlight of the show, the Nindy Showcase that happened this week.
1: The main meet, the thing the that main, everyone's been waiting for. Yes, absolutely. It, what
0: did you think of the show? Before we get into the details, what did you think of the showcase as a whole overall? Well,
1: when they said it was 30 minutes, I was like, okay, something's up here. Because this is the longest Nindy Showcase we've ever seen. So I had high hopes for it. And I wasn't disappointed, I'll be honest. I don't want to spoil... I'm sure everyone's seen it, so I can kind of spoil what we're going to talk about. The fact that we've got Nintendo IPs in an Indie Direct, an Indie Showcase. You know, I think that says it all, really.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: for me, the highlight of
0: the show was the first announcement. So they started off with... the weirdest strangest video and for like <laughs> two minutes i was like what the hell is this some guy making cereal or a cup of tea and like he's got the milk and he's put this weird <laughs> plastic mask on his face and it's like some black and white trailer it was like a, a psa from the 1930s which as soon as they revealed that it was cuphead absolutely made sense and fit the kind of uh genre that the, or the era that the game is set in it's
1: it such a good entry i think it got everyone's attention you know, oh, absolutely. And, and then it built up into that. Like, yeah. you know, here's Cuphead on Switch. And it was it was so
0: unexpected. Like we've heard kind of rumors that obviously the Microsoft Nintendo relationship's been heating up and they're getting closer and working together. But they flat out said, thanks to our friends at Microsoft, you know, we, we and Studio MDHR, we were able to bring Cuphead to the Switch. And I think it's probably more Studio MDHR that really wanted to bring it to the Switch and they probably had tons and tons of people asking. But they've been adamant in the past that Cuphead was never going to leave a Microsoft platform it was never going to come to anything else. They own the IP and a sequel to Cuphead might have come. But people were asking, like, oh, are you going to bring it to, say, PlayStation or iOS or Android? And it's like, no, we're not going to bring it to any of those platforms. And for it to show up on the Switch, I think, is testament to Microsoft and Nintendo's ongoing relationship.
1: Absolutely. Um, Even though they do own the IP, I think they must have had some exclusivity contract in place. And that's why they've always said no. So I'm presuming Microsoft freed them up from that. And the only reason I can think they'd actually do that is, yes, they've got a good relationship with Nintendo now. But is that Xbox Live functionality? Because Cuphead's going to have it added to it post-release. I'm presuming Cuphead's probably the flagship title for Xbox Live, and what better a game to, you know, shove Xbox Live into Nintendo Switch with, and I think that's why they've done it.
0: It's like a showcase of this is what you can do with Xbox on the Nintendo platform.
1: Absolutely, because Cuphead's hard, man. If you play Cuphead and try and get all the achievements, it's very, very hard, and achievements are one of the things they're bringing over, so I think it fits perfectly. What so. other
0: what other features are there in the Xbox functionality? I know there was the Friends list
1: mm-hmm.
0: is voice chat a part
1: of it? I don't know you've got an Xbox
0: yeah, but i don't I don't know if they're going to be bringing that over because I know you you kind of looked into it and wrote that article about the GDC thing that they were they were prepping, which turned out to just be iOS and Android. Mm -hmm. They didn't mention Nintendo, but when asked about Nintendo Switch, they did say we have nothing to announce about the Nintendo Switch at this time. doesn't mean to say there's not going to be anything in the future.
1: Oh, we know there is. They've said that Cuphead's coming with Xbox Live. Um, So achievements are the only thing that was listed on that article by Microsoft saying that it's coming to Cuphead, but it said features like... So there are other features, they just haven't disclosed what they actually are yet. And I presume Friends okay. and probably Chat is going to be one of them.
0: Yeah, and, and Cuphead is kind of... um is, I mean, I, I've, not, I've not played it on the Xbox. I have played it on my Mac. And it's a strange game because it's not published by Microsoft. So unlike, say, Ori and the Blind Forest that people have been discussing and rumoured that it's going to be coming to the Switch, that, that game is not published. It's published by Studio MDHR themselves and it's not available on game pass it seemed like it was just an exclusivity agreement which i think was because they were part of the idea xbox um scheme Mm -hmm. and microsoft gave them a chunk of cash to basically get the game across the finish line and finish (laughs) it and that's the reason they were able to get kind of get it out besides remortgaging their homes which most of the team did yeah uh, but if you don't know about Cuphead, it's kind of like a run-and-gun shooter. It's I think most people do know. If you're probably listening to this, you've probably seen what Cuphead is. It looks like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon from the 1930s with like really crazy hand-drawn cell-animated watercolour backgrounds. an amazing jazz soundtrack. It's coming to Switch on April 18th. I don't know how much it is.
1: Um, it's available to pre-purchase now, I know that, and if I just keep talking while I click through the articles on our website, and nobody will know, I can say it's £16.99, €19.99 Euros or nineteen ninety nine dollars So the same price
0: as it is on other platforms, which is nice to see, there's no kind of switch tax that people talk about.
1: No, but we do get the update, they're doing a free update, uh, which obviously Cuphead can be played two player or one player, but up until now if you play one player you could only be Cuphead. Whereas the patch they're bringing along, you can actually play as Mugman in single player now. And they're adding in loads of languages and animated cutscenes and stuff. So, well, It's we...
0: awesome that like two years on, they're still kind of supporting the game.
1: Because mm-hmm. it comes to Switch on day one, that patch. And on the same day, they're releasing it you know, on all the other platforms. So yeah, they're still supporting it. And the, the Switch port was done by them in-house. So I think, you know, good things are coming. And then
0: next up from the Nindies uh, showcase was a game called Overland. This is one I've been very excited for for a long time. I don't know if you know much about it.
1: I will do once I've read the article.
0: Bear with me. So Overland's from the collaborative studio Finji. It's a post-apocalyptic, turn-based strategy game. You're a a group of friends traveling across America on a road trip after the world's ended. Along the way in various cities, traveling from East Coast to West Coast, you find survivors, you have to um, kind of salvage any materials or resources you can get your hands on make sure like your dog doesn't die which you absolutely should make sure your dog doesn't die <laughs> um and it just looks really really pretty it's a strategy game which i'm always a, a big fan of i really liked um so last year i really liked bad north and i really liked uh, into the breach so i'm looking forward to another strategy game and i think this is probably going to be the one for me it's out now on early access on pc and it's coming to switch in autumn
1: it does look good. It's kind of like um, the art style is quite low poly, but stylized. Yeah. So it does look nice. Yeah. So it's, it's a is a roguelike. It's, everything's proced- procedurally generated.
0: So the, the maps completely new. The cities you go to are randomly generated every time. The characters you meet are completely random. So every single time you play through, it's completely different. But ultimately, the goal is to get to the west coast of America. I think it's Seattle you go to. I'm not 100% sure, though. It might change depending on the playthrough.
1: Maybe it'll randomly generate the ending.
0: Yeah, I mean that would be pretty cool. I I've not played it. Um, I have a Mac. I don't have a PC, so I, it's not one I can play at the moment. But I'm I'm pro- and now I know it's coming to Switch. I'm absolutely just going to wait for it to show up there. Then they announced my friend Pedro. Mm-hmm. I I don't know much about this game. What did you kind of make oh, of it?
1: How have you not heard of my friend? You say Pedro, I say Pedro. Um. I I said Pe- Pedro because I watched the trailer and they said Pedro. Oh, I'm gonna say Pedro because I'm arrogant. <laughs> and no, it's I've been waiting for this game for so long. Have you ever seen like the Deadpool films? Yes. So every time I watch a trailer, it just reminds me this character is clearly based on Deadpool, and it's just as over the top and gory as well, a Deadpool I, film is. I got is. like
0: a two D Max Payne vibe with the slow mo shooting when they were jumping in the air.
1: Well, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to compare it to another game because it is mm-hmm. just an over-the-top, silly platforming shooter um, where you can, like, do backflips and kill people in ridiculous ways. And you've got a... I think your sidekick's a banana.
0: Yeah, that um, talks to you. <laughs> it,
1: it kind of gives you moral support throughout the game as you kill people. Um, But it does look really fun. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those games where people are going to be sharing clips of them, completing that yeah,
0: level. Yeah, 100%.
1: And it's just going to be like, how did you do that? And that's ridiculous or like absolutely hilarious stunts that people do as they're killing the uh, enemies.
0: It just looks absolutely wild. Like you're jumping around in the air, shooting your like dual pistols at different people at the same time. There's Mm -hmm. like scenes where he was upside down on like a rope and spinning around. And while he was spinning, he was like shooting loads of people that were around him. Absolutely tons of blood and gore everywhere. It just looks really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I think Digital Devolver announced it ages ago. They just hadn't given us a date. But yeah, it's launching on Switch and PC at the same time, it I And
0: it's console exclusive to the Switch.
1: Ah, okay. So, yeah, if you want to play it, you're kind of limited to Switch if you want to play on a console. Yeah.
0: So it's interesting how many kind of indie exclusives Nintendo are, are picking up. They, I mean, they started with, say, Golf Story on the platform, I think, it was their first indie exclusive. But. They've slowly been adding more and more. There's another one coming up later down the line that you alluded to at the beginning, which is uh, another console exclusive to the Switch. That's just another exclusive because there's no way that's coming to any other platform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe it'll come to Xbox.
0: Yeah, may- maybe. The-, the next game was a- that they showed off was a game called Neocab. And this one I hadn't heard of before. Having seen it, I'm very excited. It's a concept that I'm really, really interested in. You basically play as an Uber driver, but you're the last human Uber driver in the in the world. And so all of the other Uber drivers have turned into robots or self-driving cars. And you're the last Uber driver. You pick people up, you talk to them, you get to know them, you kind of drop them off. But meanwhile, you're kind of being overseen by Big Brother and you have to kind of Figure out what's going on in the story and progress forwards and stuff like that. It just seems like a really interesting concept to play as an Uber driver and get to know all these different people.
1: You could, you know, you could do that in real life and get paid for it. But hey, I,
0: I could do, <laughs> but you know, I I have zero desire to become an Uber driver. But in a video game, I don't know. It just seems like a really cool concept. I haven't seen explored. Yeah, i really
1: like the art style as well. It kind of reminds me of. Um... I think archer is a cartoon's name
0: yes it does look like archer but like a cyberpunky archer with like um
1: purpley bluey neony vibes absolutely it just i've never actually seen archer i've just seen like clips of it on youtube it's pretty it's, good you should probably watch it so yeah if you like that kind of art style then i think you're gonna love this one
0: then we saw the red lantern so this was a game um i wasn't really sure where it was going it kind of just looked like a walking sim it it had like firewatchy vibes again, sort of like a low poly aesthetic, quite similar in, in visual to firewatch and you Mm. play as uh, this woman who goes to, I think it's Alaska to become, um, I can't remember what the race is. She partakes in a race with the Huskies on over the snow. And then, it all kind of hell breaks loose she gets attacked by a bear and that's where the trailer cuts off so it kind of looks like there's going to be some kind of survival element to the story you have to progress and kind of save yourself from freezing to death in the snow
1: yeah i really really like the aesthetic of the game um but i love firewaps so (laughs) that kind of that kind of makes sense um i am interested in it because they didn't really give much away in the announcement trailer apart from you're going to be in a tough situation out in kind of a snowy environment.
0: Yeah, it kind of cut off, I think, at a very critical moment in in the story. So I I too am interested to see where it goes. But I've been I've been hunting for the next kind of game like this. So I recently on a on a I think it was a maybe just before Christmas on an episode I discussed that I'd played um, Kona, mm-hmm. which was kind of a similar game to firewatch is a mystery you're wandering around you jump in a car every now and again and, and go off i really like that kind of game where you're just the only visible person around you're just exploring a really well-constructed world to try and figure out a mystery so i i'm interested in the Redland. i'm definitely going to be keeping an, an eye on it um no definitive release date on that one yet just that it's coming this year so we just have to to keep an eye out on, uh, for that one
1: I think it is going to be a first-person survival game because you actually I'm just looking at the logo now and it's kind of point-to-point point dots either end and then a kind of trail leading from mm-hmm. one to the other. So I think it's going to be a case of you're stuck out there and you have to work your way back.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what I figured from when you got attacked by that bear and you, your dogs were basically toast.
1: I was just trying to give you a hug. thought <laughs> you were cold. <laughs> Why is your mouth open
0: and you've got all these teeth trying to kill me?
1: breathing on you you know warmth
0: from inside the bed okay okay uh, the next game was darkwood what did you make of this one um i can't remember
1: it to be honest so i obviously didn't
0: this was the kind of top-down survival game that's already came out on pc in 2017 uh, it's coming to the switch in may uh, it kind of looks interesting it's procedurally generated again i don't know if it's got some rogue-like elements. Uh, you basically could go out scavenging and try and build your base and make sure you survive in this post-apocalyptic world.
1: I've never really been a fan of you know this type of game where it's a top-down kind of shooter. It's you know it's just something about top-down shooters. Like it's Hotline never, Miami. Yeah, it's never really appealed to me. Um, but you know, it could be a really good game. But as soon as I see top-down and shoot it, it just puts me
0: off, and I'm not sure why. Then next we had Katana Zero, another game from Devolver Digital. What did you make of this game?
1: So yeah, um, it's it's kind of like a Ninja Gaiden type game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just kind of side-scrolling platformer action game, and I love those type of games. They're always kind of fun to go through and try and
0: complete as fast as you can as well. I, I'm watching the trailer now, and i i remember this game now um it's it very much reminded me of hotline miami having just discussed it it's it's got that but it's a side on profile and you play as a ninja rather than going and shooting things Mm -hmm. it seems to have this really cool element uh having seen some gameplay of it where you can rewind or it rewinds automatically and it looks like an old vhs where you have like the seeking bar and stuff it looks really really cool i think it's it's like uh Got that 80s kind of vibe and aesthetic to it that's quite interesting. And this one is coming out on April 18th. You can pre-purchase it right now on the eShop if you're interested in it. Then we saw Rad, which is the next game from Double Fine Studios. You're really excited for this one, aren't you? I'm very excited for this. <laughs> Double, Double Fine just have such a massive legacy. You know, you have Tim Schafer at the helm and he's made some absolutely incredible games in the past it's it just it was really cool to see them announce it at the nintendo event rather than they could, they've got the kind of mass appeal that they could have announced this themselves Absolutely. And it's it's coming to other platforms playstation popped the trailer on their on their uh channel at the same time but they chose and opted to announce it alongside nintendo which i think was a really cool kind of thing to do
1: i think it's you know out of all the kind of media events that aren't actual like E3 events or things like that, I, I think a Nintendo direct or an Indie showcase, which is basically Indie direct is probably a really good place to announce even a multi-platform because you have so many people watching it. Whereas I don't think you really get that with any other company. Like if they took the trailer up on YouTube, it's not going to get that big as, you know, traction initially. Sure. It will build up over time, but I think that's the appeal of these Indie showcases. You know, I think the live stream I was watching had you know hundreds of thousands of people watching it. You yeah, know, that's you brilliant. you see
0: the chat going bananas. Can't keep up with it at all. Uh, I turned it off because it just flicks so fast. <laughs> uh, this is described as a post post apocalyptic world that it takes part in. So people who are sick and tired of post apocalyptic games, and we've already had like three already mm-hmm. by this point in the nindy Showcase. This one's post post apocalyptic. So there's maybe something some hope left in the world but it, it kind of has it's this 3d action roguelike it kind of has this um mad maxi kind of vibe or kind of like rage it's got that visual aesthetic it looks like really fast you've got like lots of uh, vibrant neon colors really really cool kind of weapons there's, there's lasers shown you are a guy that just has a skull for a head and a and a That that you kind of carry. I'm really interested to see where this one goes, and I think you can customize
1: those things because I'm wanting to see and just see him wearing like a slime on his back. Oh, okay. and so I think you know there's different things you can have, um, Uh, uh, and maybe they give you different you know abilities. I'm definitely
0: interested to see more and like see what you can do and what you can pick up, and maybe there's like a skill tree that as you kind of do another playthrough, you get more weapons and more things, and you can go further in the game. I think it's gonna be really really cool.
1: Yeah. I'm probably going to pick this one up. I'm honestly, I'm not that keen on the graphical style, but the gameplay itself looks really interesting. So, yeah, uh, what's it, what about the graphical style are you not into? I'm not quite sure. It's probably the outlines they've put on it. Okay, uh,
0: I like that. Do you know what the game? It reminds me of 13 on the original Xbox. It was like this one of the first cell shaded style games that was uh, based on a comic. It was meant to kind of look like it was a comic book with the big thick outlines.
1: Okay, it always reminds me of, like, um, League of Legends. It oh, Reminds yeah, me of that okay. kind of style. Yeah, yeah. And then I've just seen that so much that it's become kind of...
0: I've You're become a numb to it, to it now, it. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, what, you, what did you think about the
0: next game? Creature in the Well. This was the top-down, pinball-inspired hack-and-slash dungeon crawler. It was, like, the most bizarre combination I'd ever seen and I watched this through with my boyfriend, he was like, oh no. But me, I was like quite excited. I was like, yeah, this seems like the next progression from uh Yoko's Island, where which came out, which was like um a pinball platformer. This is now a pinball hack and slash dungeon crawler, which I absolutely love. I love this this genre of game. Diablo is one of my favorite franchises, and now I've got something new to look forward to.
1: I think this looks absolutely fantastic. And I can see some people, as soon as you know, as soon as you compare it to pinball they're like oh right no not interested but you know if you said oh it's just you know you can hit around beams of light to defeat enemies and you know reflect them off the environment to solve puzzles if you put it that way i'm sure it'd appeal to everyone
0: yeah um, just the, the like scores that were like coming up as like the the ball of light was flicking around the place and like the scores would like progressively get higher and higher and higher just really really cool
1: it does look really, really good. And I can see this getting really complex as well as you get further into the game. Mm-hmm. But the, I think there is like normal combat in it as well, isn't there? You can. There seem of... to be, yeah. There's. Uh, it seemed like
0: some of the pinball-based um, stuff was very much uh, focused on puzzles and like how you open the next door and how you progress into the next area. But there is mm-hmm. still that traditional hack and slash that you would expect from a, a dungeon crawler.
1: So yeah, I think I'll be picking this one up on day one, to be honest. Um, I've not played anything like it. So
0: No, I've not seen anything like it. So this one's coming out uh, this summer. So it's another one to look forward to. I think most of the games or all of the games that were announced were are coming out in, in 2019, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's um, they tend to do that, don't they? They try and get all the games crammed in because this is a spring showcase. And obviously they'll have the summer showcase where they'll recap the ones that are releasing and then they'll introduce the next bunch of games as well. So you're going to get everything within six months, guaranteed.
0: Next game was Blood Roots. So this seemed to be a similar kind of game to the previous one, but more of a traditional kind of top-down hack-and-slash run through the, the world. And the, they, they say it's set in the Weird West. Um <laughs> I'm not sure this game, this is a game for me, but I can see that it's probably going to be quite popular. There's some platforming elements, there's some bosses that they showed off that you have to um, progress. It seems maybe like more of a traditional dungeon crawler platformer kind of thing.
1: So this is the art style I kind of wish the other game was in. Oh, okay. See,
0: I'm the complete opposite. I prefer this art. I prefer Rad's art style to Bloodroots' art style.
1: No, this just looks more stylized, in my opinion, in like a, a, a cutesy, but trendy way if that makes sense mm-hmm. rather than being kind of like a dated cell shaded way i really like like wind waker cell shading it's just the way rad was cell shaded with the outlines just didn't appeal
0: i think i need to see more and it might be that by the time rad comes out it's going to be more refined like, this could be an early trailer I'd, i don't know but i i i wouldn't hate on rad too much yet like wait and see and see well, if i think it it's is gonna, gonna be a great
1: be... game i'm just not keen on the art style that's mm-hmm.
0: all I'm not saying it's gonna be a bad thing. Fair game. enough. Like I, I would say like I look at I looked at Undertale, for example. I looked at that and I was like, this game looks like absolute trash. There's absolutely no way I'm gonna like this game. As soon as I play it, it's one of my favourite games of all time.
1: Absolutely. Gameplay always trumps graphics, it's mm-hmm. always the case, you know. But it's just one of those things where this style is so easy to apply and remove that I'm kind of annoyed that it's it's the way it is. That's all.
0: Next up, we have Pine, which is an open-world action adventure simulation game. At the moment <laughs> I made a comment uh, when when this uh, came on screen, I was like, "What is this? A game for furries? Like every single uh, things, <laughs> like every single character in it. it's like a different animal." I was like, "Oh God!" Well, there um, is one.
1: There's one human.
0: Yeah, there is, and I think you play the human. So you play, uh, according to the description, you you play as Hugh, a brave young adult. Who belongs to the to the last remaining tribes of the humans on the island of Mare. You have to find your way through an ever-changing world in which all creatures have lives, goals, and quests of their own. They didn't show much of the gameplay. It seemed to be more of a pre-rendered
1: trailer. So yeah, it's a cinematic. I think like the whole thing was cinematic, and to be honest, the cinematic wasn't even that great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was my kind of thoughts on it. As well, I need to see more on that game before I kind of pass judgment, but um. I'm I'm ready for a, for the next open world game. I don't know if that's going to be uh, Dragons. I think it's Dragons Dogma that's coming out this month.
1: Yes, that might be the next one for me. Yeah, um, I, think that's, I think that's probably going to be the wiser choice out of these yeah. two, at least.
0: And Darksiders is out, I think, next week.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed at THQ Nordic recently, so I'm not sure yeah, if I'm going to pick that one up now. I would have recommended it, but. They've done some questionable things recently. Mm,
0: but... Just a little bit, yeah.
1: I think it's published by Deep Silver, right? It's, so it's not published itself by THU Nordic, or is it published by THU Nordic? THU Nordic purchased the IP, so they own the oh. Darksiders intellectual property. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll, uh,
0: give it a go. But to be honest, like every time I think, oh yeah, yeah, this company's awful, I'm going to boycott them, I end up buying the game anyway. I did the same thing with Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Then again, Rockstar was not really on the same level. slightly different things a little bit yeah anyway Uh, so then we had a bunch of games from the guys over at vlambeer so we had uh the vlambeer arcade which is going to be coming out which includes ultra bugs and then they showed Mm. off their new game super crate box which apparently brings back the glory of the golden arcade age these games aren't for me but van Bire has made a massive name for themselves people adore these games and for them to come into the switch it's uh it's a huge deal
1: yeah again it's not something that i'm hugely excited for but just you know the more support the switch gets from these developers and well-known developers as well you know i'm all for it Pe- you know there's so many people that do love these games like you said having them on Switch is you know it's just perfect
0: it's just another one for the collection and it seems to me like the switch is surpassed where the Vita was as that indie machine. It's like it's the place where all indie developers want to be. And I think that's, again, another reason why Cuphead wanted, wanted to come to the platform.
1: I think it went from Vita to PS4 and now Switch seems to have been handed that torch and they're doing really well with it. And the, I think the fact they've got these in indie showcases is helping even more.
0: Mm hmm. Then we saw Swim Sanity, which was a multiplayer underwater shooter. It comes with up to four-player co-op, online and local. I didn't think much of this game. The font, to me, that they picked made it look like a cheap-ass mobile game. I wasn't particularly impressed by it. But, um, again, I'll leave judgment until I've had a chance to play it. And um, as soon as they mentioned motion controls, I was like, I'm out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It could, you know, it could be one of these games that's really fun to play when you've got your mates around. Um, but other than that, you know, you wouldn't really go into it and play it by yourself because there is a solo mode that you can play. Yeah. Um. But I think it kind of appeals to people that want it. It's a kind of a party game, probably. Or
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those, like, maybe one of those, like, silly games you get out when you, when you like you say, you've got your friends around, you've had a few drinks and you're just like, oh, what should we play? Oh, I've got this game. Let's give it a go and see what it's like
1: yeah you definitely don't play it for the story
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> unlike the next game good segue blaster master zero two which was a big surprise they kept the lid on this one i don't think anyone expected expected it i definitely didn't expect the name it's a terrible name they've gone final fantasy Ten Two. level of terrible <laughs> name um <laughs> But I guess, where do you go? The next game is Blaster Master, which already exists and is available on the NES uh, collection on the Switch. So,
1: you Go with um, Blaster Master... 0.5. 0.1, yeah, 0.2. <laughs> 0.33
0: reoccurring. Uh, no, this this looks like more of the same, more of the 8-bit style uh, blasting action that people come to know from the kind of side-scrolling top-down action-adventure uh, it's have you from ever played blaster
1: master out. or blaster master zero i haven't
0: i think max uh is a massive fan of these i think it's kind of that metroidvania style 8-bit shooter that he absolutely adores so i'd be interested in hearing his thoughts maybe we'll get him on the show when it comes out and, and see what he thinks
1: we'll definitely get him to review i think if we get a code
0: yeah we we need to it's it's definitely his kind of game and i know people hold this series in such revere and it's really beloved by a lot of people because they grew up with it on the nes and then they kind of revived it did the remaster and then did blaster master zero as kind of a prequel to to the game i'm surprised they chose to do another prequel another thing before the the first game and they didn't then go all right we'll do blaster master two or blaster master three or whatever
1: maybe yeah maybe that's the next move and they're saving it
0: it could be. Now, this one surprise, was a surprise drop. You can buy this right now for $9.99, 9 euros, 99, or I think it's like
1: 7.99. It'll be 7 or 8.99. That's yeah. Yeah. normally how it works. So it's it's a
0: digital download only. Uh, if you're interested in Blaster Master, you can go pick it up from the, the eShop now. Now, the next one is probably the world's biggest troll. Um, so <laughs> Stranger Things is coming to the Switch but you can't watch stranger things on the switch you can just play stranger things 3 the game published by netflix but you can't watch stranger things because there's no netflix app on the switch
1: yeah and i know i know you're i know (laughs) you can play
0: the game while watching it on the tv (laughs) you're on the same level as me as i don't care that netflix isn't on this but many many people do care and many many people are pissed off that they still can't watch netflix and then the, then this happens. So i like, yeah, you can play it day and date with the the uh, series launching on Netflix on July 4th. But you can watch it.
1: You can say that July 4th quite a way away. It's time. There is time, af- there is time for E3. Netflix to
0: come to the switch. I think you could. We could see that coming at E3.
1: Very very likely. Maybe. Is that really an E3 announcement, though? Seeing as we know what big titles Nintendo have got this year. I you can know, see it. Like, if they, if they go, right, we're bringing a load of video
0: things and we're expanding from just being games into when they're having apps on, on here. Because they call it software anyway. The only thing they've got is Hulu and YouTube.
1: They've got those, like, manga apps and comic apps. And they've got, like, Korg music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I mean, it depends if they've got any other
0: stuff that they want to bring. I could, maybe they I want to bring it, Netflix. Yeah, I could see it. What do you think of this, though? I've never played any of the Strange Things thing. Other, I've other never Strange played. Things them games.
1: I'm not sure if it's you know maybe they could be really good games or they could be kind of just promo material. Mm-hmm. You know, I,
0: I think it's kind of a mix of both. It's definite promo material for the from the for the TV show that I also haven't watched. You haven't watched Stranger Things? No, effects? I've never seen Stranger Oh Strange my effects. god, it's so good. The first season is amazing. That's what everyone says, but I, and I don't know how I've managed to avoid spoilers for it. People seem to be quite good at not spoiling Netflix shows.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I'll spoil it now if you want.
0: No, please don't.
1: Don't spoil it for our <laughs> listeners. We'll have to beep it out if you do. Game aside, I definitely recommend you watch Stranger Things. Um, I know. I need to me- watch
0: Stranger Things, Russian Dolls also on my list from Netflix to
1: watch. The Stranger Things is better. Russian Dolls is good, but Stranger Things is better. Really? Yes. Okay. All right, I'll put it on my list to watch.
0: Watch it tonight. Watch These it are- tonight. Oh, maybe. Maybe we'll see. I've got I've got other stuff to do. I've got a game to review. You've got
1: ages to do that one.
0: Okay, fair enough. I do have ages to do that one. I've got a Stardew Valley Farm to tend to and i've got to finish the, tr- the truth comes out the yeah, truth yeah, of yeah, your addiction does, finally yeah, comes does, out yeah and we were meant to be playing delta room but neither of us played
1: it i totally forgot do that. you remember
0: that yeah it was good yes. we had the nindies thing because that was meant to be the game club for this week but you've been too busy playing babas you and i've been too busy playing the star games <laughs> so uh that's next week that's next week it was totally not because we didn't play it, it's because of the nindies showcase
1: yeah we just couldn't fit it in that that was a and um, but yeah Stranger Things 3 the game comes out on July the 4th same day as the third series launches on Netflix
0: yeah i i think this one's a free to play game because it's a promo game but i'm not 100% sure on that i think they're f- the the previous ones are free and they're usually mobile games so they they are on iOS and Android so they're kind of a- they fit the era that the the TV show set in as well they're based in um like the 80s i think right it's yeah. when Strange Things is set. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then the final announcement, this was tucked in right at the end. It was sort of like, right, that's the end of the show. Nintendo did their usual thing. That's the end of the show. Isn't it great? You know, we've got loads of, we've got a sale on. It's awesome. Goodbye. Oh, one wait, what's thing. that? We've got one more <laughs> thing going on. And then... It came up with like from the makers of Crypt of the Necrodancer. And I was like, oh, OK, we've done a sequel to this. You know, it seems the same. It's the same main character from the first game. And then as it progressed, the music, I was like, wow, this really sounds like I Zelda. I recognize this I music. Like, this really <laughs> sounds like Zelda. I was like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and I'm here for a reason. And I've got some friends with me. And then Link and Zelda show on the screen. And they reveal that it's the Cadence of Hyrule, a sequel to Crypt of the Necrodancer starring Link and Zelda set in Hyrule. And it looks really, really awesome. I'm really excited for this one.
1: This looks so good. And it's such a bold move from Nintendo because they've never given one of their IPs to an independent developer before. Is that true? Like, what about, say... um... Is
0: Grizzo an indie developer? Um, And then you had the people that did Other M. Maybe. But then again,
1: at what then point again, do they're you going, going from indie developers. to not being yeah. indie?
0: Yeah, I don't know. When you become non-indie. We had this discussion on Slack earlier. It was like, why did they choose Cuphead and not Ori and the Blind Forest? to come It's like, who knows? Who knows what's classified mm. as indie anymore? But yeah, it's a really, really unexpected move. You When you watch these indies direct, you don't expect to see Mario or Zelda floating around in them.
1: Well yeah, uh, I think we can now. Um I think this is going to be an amazing game to be honest. I played Crypt of the Necromancer. I found it really hard.
0: Um Oh okay.
1: I I played it co-op though. And my my partner didn't really get it because you have to well you don't have to, but if you move on the beat and attack on the beat, you get bonuses and multipliers mm-hmm. and it makes a game. That's how it's supposed to be played. Um and she didn't quite get that all the time and if you break the combos, you know, <laughs> it's not quite as effective. But I'm really excited for Cadence of Hyrule just because it's another take on Zelda that we haven't seen yet. We had obviously Hyrule Warriors, which was a hack and slash take on it, and now we've got like this musical dungeon crawling take on it.
0: It's it's nice. Like you've we've seen Mario and other characters in in multiple games. You know, he's been in like sports games and cart games and God knows what else. It's rare you see Link and Zelda branch out, other than say you Smash Brothers
1: absolutely um so yeah i'll definitely be picking this up day one which is sometime in spring but they didn't actually say when
0: yeah and there's no date but springs before e3 so i would expect a, i would expect now another nintendo direct before e3 uh, yeah i
1: definitely imagine so
0: and i think we it- could see it in i think we could see it in april
1: it's interesting. I think they did an, an interview with IGN as well. And the whole reason it came about was because they. Uh, Brace... Is it Brace Yourself Games? Yes. Brace Yourself Games wanted to include Lincoln's Elder as DLC, Encrypted the Necromancer. Okay. And Nintendo were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> you can kind of, you know, just make a whole Zelda game, Encrypted the Necromancer. And that's how it came about. So
0: Which is awesome because, like, it feels so familiar. You've got. Uh, Zelda's like Hyrule Castle that you see floating around. You've got Bokoblins that you're fighting. There's rupees and the traditional Zelda hearts that you pick up. It's it's awesome. There's so much fan service in there, and I'm really really excited to jump in and play it. And there's I think it was 25 songs from Zelda. They only played the Overworld theme in the trailer, which was stuck in my head all night last night. I still night. have it stuck
1: in my head. It's, it's just so come good. Back in my head. <laughs> it's if you, if you've never played track. Crypt of the Necromancer um go play that and check it out cuz it's amazing. And I, I think there's a free demo to. on Switch as well, so you can actually play it on Switch for free and see what, this, you know, the gameplay is all about. But also, if you have Spotify, they have the soundtrack of Crypt of the Necromancer on there. It's oh, okay. so good. I listen to it while I'm working. It is amazing. My boyfriend's
0: really good at rhythm games. He uh is is a, a bit of a musician and we played Super Mario Party and they've got that new rhythm game section in super mario party he's incredible he like wiped the floor with everyone so he's going to be <laughs> i think he's going to be amazing at crypt of the necrodancer in cadence of hyrule after play co-op with him
1: it is a co-op game uh C- yes cadence it's hyrule. one to two players the original one is as well on cadence of hyrule on the eShop listing says one to two players so i assume it's kind of the same thing but you'll find it a lot harder in co-op than if you played solo
0: oh so it's the same as say cuphead it's like uh, ramps up the difficulty or is it you have to do it both in time so then if one person it's just a up.
1: case of survive so i don't know if it does ramp up the difficulty i didn't really notice but just having two people and obviously it's a kind of turn-based movement in a way that you move they move you move like together on the beat and when you have an extra person in there and you're trying to work out a way to get round to enemies and get past it, it just makes it so much more complicated and obviously if they go a different way to you and they start doing something and you're like, no, come here and do this. <laughs> and then you're stuck. Your sort of it does get complicated. It's really fun though.
0: So before we wrap up, I just wanted to highlight a couple of games that are coming out this week on the Nintendo switch. Uh, the, the biggest one this week is Final Fantasy VII, so it's finally coming to a Nintendo platform for the first
1: time. So it's a fairly big one too. I think I've a, heard of that franchise a, a, somewhere.
0: I, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a lot of small indie franchise coming to this coming to the Switch now. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's been playing Final Fantasy IX. Uh, DJ has been going on about it. Uh, from one of our writers in, in the Slack channel and how much he's really enjoying it. I think Final Fantasy 7 might be the point that I jump on. I remember vaguely playing some of it on the PlayStation 1 back in the day. I'm
1: trying to remember which one it is. It might be the, the one Final Fantasy game I played. I, I remember this came out
0: and it was like six CDs and it was the reason that you couldn't play it on.
1: Yeah, I remember having this one as a kid. And it was 4 seat no. I think it was six CDs. It was yeah, five it was. Four it was or like,
0: five. It was like a, a box and it looked like three C D discs, three C D cases stuck together mm-hmm. that you then had to like flip all the things in order to go, put the next disc in. <laughs> put the next cartridge in. Yeah, well we know you never had that it was like it was you could see why they couldn't get it on a cartridge yeah. when the, when there were six CDs. Uh, there's a couple of other games. Oh My God Zombies or OMG Zombies.
1: I can tell straight away without looking at that game that it's probably not going to be one I pick up just based on the title. Why? What do you think it is? It sounds like a mobile port of <laughs> some kind of zombie game where they chase you or you have to run away from them. Maybe it's a, a one of those games where you're constantly running.
0: I think you're partially right. It is a mo- It does look like a mobile port. But um, it seems like comic book panels, and you oh, okay. kind of progress through them, and there's um, various story, and you're trying to escape in a car, and you're basically progressing through a story rather than them like chasing you. That be sounds
1: better it. from what I imagined.
0: Yeah, it's, it might be worth checking out, because it's 99p if you
1: pre-order it. Wow, so high quality gaming content there,
0: though. Hey!
1: I've been playing a couple of 89p games for that article I still haven't written. I was going to say, I I remember you saying you're doing an article a month ago. Was it Was it a month? How long did it take you to write your doc article? That's because I had to take it all (laughs) apart and test the bits.
0: (laughs) And then the final game I just wanted to touch on is a game called Windscape, which is coming out on the 27th. This seems to be like a 3D kind of Zelda game, low poly looking. Uh, You kind of wander around town, you have your... Health and you are an adventurer.
1: It's, it's like first person. So it's a bit okay, weird. So like a first person Zelda knockoff. Yeah. First person Zelda knockoff. Yeah. That's what's what what's about the studio it, yeah. that's made
0: it? Uh, let's have a it's look. So one we've
1: heard of before. Or... The studio is Head Up Games. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're a big publisher.
0: So yeah, might be worth checking out if um you're looking for the next Zelda ish style game it's currently on sale if you pre-order for 20 percent off at twelve seventy nine, and then it'll be 15 pounds 99 or a little bit more if you buy it somewhere else when it comes out
1: if you need to scratch that zelda itch before the uh the games yeah well come that's two zelda
0: games we have potentially got this year cadence of hyrule and then we've obviously got the um the remake link's awakening link's awakening i was mm-hmm. gonna say link to the past but i knew it wasn't link to the past <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Sorry if I did a terrible job of taking over from Pete, and I'm not as enthusiastic as the wonderful brash American that we're missing this week. He should be back next week uh, when we record on our normal day. Um, but you can check us out at loopots.com. Follow us on Twitter at loopots and on twitch.tv and YouTube, where also loopots. We basically have got that name everywhere, so...
1: If if you're not on, a platform, on Facebook though we don't exist on Facebook okay, so don't Facebook's, go looking there
0: Facebook's terrible don't go look there uh, if, if you're on any other any other social media platform any good one like Twitter and YouTube and blah 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 then just search for Luke and you'll find us and we shall see you on the next episode
1: goodbye go say away. goodbye Pixel get out get go. out go <laughs> leave you can leave now we're done